We were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable mm-hmm. causes. We now play through that bundle and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming. And is, your, uh, is your phone... You're, you got to take that again. Uh, yeah, I'll do it again. Okay, here we go. We uh, Matt! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is that loud? <laughs> yeah. Too loud? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from Rich.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 67, and we've played 188 of the 3,451 games in our bundles, and we promise to play every single one of them. Getting close to 200. Getting close to 200. Next week week is 200? Next week, we're uh, sipping on... Oh, no, it's not, uh, because we have 12 more games, and not two. Yes, but, you know... Matt, no, we'll we'll let we'll let that stay in there. We'll no, that, that one's got to stay. Foolishness stay. Because um, who knows? Maybe it was a really funny joke. Yeah, everyone is laughing right now, uh, and not at us, with us. We're we're in on the joke. Yeah, you've been playing anything fun? Um, I'm I'm today. We're going to talk about it. Wander song, uh, guys. We've got an all time Eric Roth bonehead take coming up in this episode, so get excited. Ho, ho, ho. No spoilers. No spoilers. Wow. We'll, wow. Talk about it. we'll, talk, we'll talk about it afterwards. We'll see if you can figure out which one it is. I okay. may have I may have alluded to it. All right. All right. Let's. Should we just get into who's our who's our, our guest? Our is, guest. Our guest is Donovan Lampa. He's a friend of me and Matt Haddock's. Uh, <laughs> me and Matt Haddock, our producers. Um, from college, uh, and a, a wonderful Chicago boy. Um, he's great, and we're really happy. He's he's like we get into a little bit of the top of the episode, but he's like in my mind like a true gamer. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a fun one. It's a very what, fun one. It's a fun one. The, uh, uh, the this week is again the all option Hoosier abortions funds. Uh, National Abortion Access Fundathon. Uh, they are still raising money, uh, and we're still trying to help them out with it. So far, they are on their way to thirty-five thousand dollars, and they've raised about five thousand dollars. We're almost halfway through the month, so we got to get up. Uh, we got we got to raise thirty grand for these guys ASAP. Yeah. Um, we've donated, and if you donate and send. Uh, proof our way to the uh, email address in our bio uh, we'll shout you on the show sick uh let's let's get into this episode let's get into dangerous. it dangerous let's get dangerous darkwing duck okay darkwing duck let's get dangerous okay darkwing duck <laughs> Donovan, I've hungered for your touch. 
Are you my friend? Guys, big episode today. My friend Donovan's on. Don's on. <laughs> we've had quite, quite an intro. We've had a gazillion of Eric's friends on. <laughs> we got one of my friends, not Eric's friends, to be the producer. I want to make that very clear. And now yeah, finally, Matt, Matt and I are not like decidedly not friends. We decided finally, Eric and I, Eric and I got into a screaming fight the other day, and it was about whether or not I could have a friend on. And he was finally like, "Fine, I don't fucking care anymore." And I was like, "Great!" And so he let me invite Don on finally. Yeah, well, Eric, friend. thank you. I appreciate for you. I appreciate you letting your boundaries down a little bit. You know, it's important to give your friends a little bit every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> just keep them keep them hanging on <laughs> it's been starting a long i know don, i've known Don for a long time don and i went to college together at lake forest college that's true um he lived in a single when i lived in an apartment he lived with a bunch of my friend our friends a couple of times mm-hmm. we've gotten drunk together a lot we've seen each other at our worst beer pong Donovan, what what was people's like opinion of Alex in college? Uh, he was a pretty cool dude, kind of a theater nerd a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, went and saw a couple plays that he was in. Wait, um, wait a second. Of, heard of I, heard of plays? I didn't know what plays was. I, what plays were you in? I was in um, uh, Dracula. Wait, who was he in Dracula, Donovan? I don't remember that one. I remember that was a, my uh, freshman year. A Shakespeare. Oh. Oh, okay, so I'm a, I'm a year behind Alex though, so I wasn't there his freshman. Who year. were you in Dracula? I don't even remember. I think I was Van Helsing. You think you were Van Helsing? I don't remember. I, I, think I didn't remember my lines. It was killed. kind of a it was kind of a massive di- disaster, to be totally honest. <laughs> I um, I was in a, a Taming of the Shrew. I think junior or senior year, just like a what is that squeaking? Sorry, my dog is freaking out outside. I'll, I'll... Is your dog also a? bird um you got one of those bird dogs and uh, but the dude who played like the um the shrew no the dude who tamed the shrew the uh the tamer of the shrew like the heath ledger character from 10 things i hate about you 10 things i hate about shrew 10 things i hate about shrew he didn't memorize (laughs) any of his lines so he kind of just ad-libbed the entire play which was like fucking bold move there's nothing more shakespearean than just ad-libbing <laughs> an entire play like, you know, why why Did he do, do it? iambic pentameter throughout it was he inventing it as he, <laughs> he went? yeah was he at least true to like the shakespearean style yeah like was he a genius no <laughs> <laughs> and that guy in eric's college was heath ledger believe it or not yeah yeah you um, get down shrew how how get ye back shrew donovan how was alex as a shakespearean actor i was i was pretty impressed and then i actually did theater in high school and then i got to college and i was like i'm not doing this shit anymore <laughs> so that's how you know donovan's qualified to to judge uh, judge me eric as if you and i didn't do theater for literally five years yeah but we did like comedy theater that's different unbelievable this guy shocked well, I, that i, I would do theater i didn't know you never said, "Hey, I." You were always like, "I did drugs." I, you know, because I'm cool. I'm was, not trying to like. I'm not trying to like brag about all the plays I did. Donovan shows up and just like <laughs> absolutely blows you. Blows well, to be spot. fair, he was he was just stoned out of his gourd while acting <laughs> all the time. So now, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking the true, the true it was me. So cool. 
So yeah, I pretty much freaking rule, and I brought on Don to say that, and now we can end the podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, but but in all honesty, Don, uh, one of the reasons you are on right now is because uh, when I think of prototypical gamers in my brain, it's like oh, a big boy. old picture of you. Maybe Matt and you are like the two biggest, at least like gamers I knew at one point, who had opinions about video games in college after I hadn't been playing for a very long time. Um, so you, you guys are both synonymous in my brain of like, oh, people who uh, do video games. Yeah, I think you guys were calling me King Nerd for a while. <laughs> I, I kind of appreciate that. It's, it's a very nice thing to call me. That sounds like yeah. something we would do. That's one of Shakespeare's best plays, King Nerd. King, King Nerd, Nerd, yes. <laughs> well, there would be like stories about people in Don's room, like hooking up with a girl or something like that. And he'd just be on his computer playing <laughs> some kind of game. Oh, those those are my wild days too. You got you had to get you had to get in the raid to get your uh, DKP to make sure you got the right the right gear so you could continue to raid and you know feed the addiction. So usually, what we do in this uh, in the pod is like talk to people about their origins in gaming and, and, and like sort of their first game, some of their favorite things, their first loves, all that sort of stuff. Do you want to sort of take us back to to when you started uh, playing video games? Yeah, back when you were Prince Nerd. Yeah, <laughs> baby, wee, baby wee King Earl Nerd. Of- the Earl um, of Nerd. Do you have a, the, do you have a like a first moment? Do you have a moment when you first? Like, What's your you remember... Joker origin story for being yeah. King Nerd? <laughs> there's a there's a picture um, that I didn't find until later on in life. Like I was like three or four at some kid's birthday party. Um, so you know I was like you know all dressed up nicely. I, I'm the I'm the first the firstborn son. So my mom got me all decked out to go to this kid's birthday party, and he had a he had a Nintendo. Um, and this picture, it was like, you know, just Mario and the the duck hunt game. The picture is him playing duck hunt, you know, with a gun, like right up against the screen. (laughs) And I'm standing there holding a controller, like not, not like close enough to like insert myself to like be like, Hey, I want to play the game. I'm just like standing there awkwardly, like wide eyed, (laughs) waiting desperately for my turn. Um, and I think one that says a lot about my personality, I guess, and two, um, was this the beginning of uh, the the downward spiral? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you? Um, so did you get a, a Nintendo soon after that? No, my parents were actually against getting us like, anything for a while. So I didn't I didn't have a system until Super Nintendo. That's when they finally caved. Nice. Um, but I I soon learned that I could abuse friendships to go play video games <laughs> at other people's houses. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of sleepovers playing like the original Ninja Turtles on the NES. Was, oh yeah, that was one of the the original favorite. Ninja Turtles is so fun. Like yeah. especially in terms of like a game that you can play with two people. Mm-hmm. Like and was that the one that had the work. the like street view that you could like go up the sewer yeah, and then you exactly. could like walk yeah. around on the on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, I had that one also on PC, like one of the original, like old school PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you? Were, were your parents? So my parents were. They did not like me playing video games. They would cap my playing video games. But if it was a if there was a game on the computer, they didn't. They like their brains didn't really understand that that was basically <laughs> the same. Thing. Oh man, uh, they were like that for a little bit, and then they definitely got wise. Um, okay. <laughs> and we we had like time limits all the way up through high school. I think I was limited to like an hour and a half of, of game time. Oh wow! Even in high school. Yeah, but I mean, like at that point, you know. You just reset the timer. Right. <laughs> so there was an actual like, timer. 
yeah, we had to like set the oven timer, and it was so funny because we had these two, these two like crazy dogs. They would know that when the timer went off, it was like time to play. So they would just like start running all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question: Who, Did any of you guys have TVs in your bedrooms growing up? I, I had a TV in my bedroom. I had a very small one that like I sort of in my house basically like if something went down in the basement it was kind of up for grabs. And so my mom got her own. She got like a combo VCR, like small TV for the kitchen for when she was cooking. Oh, yeah. And then the, the really tiny TV that was in there went down to the basement. I just took it and put it up in my room. But it was so small that like uh, I couldn't really. It was like a small tube TV. I kind of wish I still had it. That TV kind of fucking ripped. But I used to watch Conan O'Brien on it all the time. That was mm -hmm. like what I used that TV for. And then back when you could rent like whole systems from Blockbuster. I did oh, that. Yeah. That's right, how I yeah. played FF8. Was I rented block like I rented the P PlayStation from uh, Blockbuster, and then I played through a bunch of it on there. Um, I had it for like That's a awesome. weekend, like during the summer or something like that. That's awesome. I um I had my dad's first television. We eventually got that in my in our bedroom when I was in like sixth grade or something like that, and so it was like tiny mm. and had like the dial thing. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> It was kind of cool. And it was like VHF and UHF. You had to switch between the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rabbit ear right I, you could like hook into the back. Yeah. And then you could go. <laughs> it is funny because like that was like pre like stereo plugs, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, so the yeah. back, you don't even have like those. Now there can, it's like before HDMI. So you can't even, it's a technology of connecting to a TV that you can't even conceive of anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there was like screw yeah, you had a exactly. screw for your nintendo and you'd have to be like doo, 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 doo. and then these they'll yeah. never get exactly what it was like back in the day these whippersnappers with their <laughs> their wi-fis and their uh, so you, you had a super nintendo what was like your your favorite or i guess like what was the biggest game on super nintendo that you would play the most of i mean if the, not your favorite the one that like hooked you the game that we played constantly was yet again Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Oh fuck yeah! Like, this is so funny. I I know you've talked so about much. Turtles of Time in Time a lot, but I had no idea you were like a like the Ninja Turtles were like part of your origin story. You know what oh, I mean? I was a huge Ninja Turtles boy. Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. is that right? Yeah. Who so like the, the TV the the movies too? Oh, you would, I had the. I were had you a Donatello? Movies. Were you a Donatello guy? Yes, I was. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny because I would say that Don, like, he's your namesake and the one you're most like. Yeah. I, by he was far. The reason my King favorite Nerd. color was purple, which yeah. uh, came back to bite me later on in life. <laughs> no, it's, it's still my I don't know. But then suddenly, like, you're like. It's cool again. Now it's like, yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. You show up, you look like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> when your so mom funny. dressed you up for that little, like, one year old birthday party, did she dress you in a purple suit like Prince? Oh no! I wish it was like we, a... kind of, we kind of have the perfect teenage Ninja Turtles like get up right now. It's like Don's Donatello, Eric is Raphael, I'm oh, Michelangelo, and uh, Matt is Leonardo. <laughs> I don't know. About oh, that. I was gonna say uh, I was definitely Leonardo was my favorite. He was my favorite too. The sword is by far the best of those weapons. Oh yeah, I Don't love Raphael. I thought Raphael was so cool. He was a bad boy, bad attitude. That's what I mean. That's why it's that's Eric. That's definitely Eric. <laughs> Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah, yeah. I I have guess... a, I'm Raphael Rising. Like I, I've got a. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm Leonardo with a Raphael Rising. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time (laughs) is, uh, they had it at the Navy Pier Arcade, and that's a game that I remember beating, like, in the arcade. Really? Yeah. It's it's one of those games that, like, knows how to hook you. Mm -hmm. Like, the the controls just feel so snappy and good, and, like, beating up the the dudes and the way they explode, and, like, you can throw them into the screen. Yeah. A boss mechanic in one of them. It's just so good. So Turtles Turtles in Time is the same as the arcade game? Uh, Turtles in Time is limited to only two players, but... And I think there's, like, some some features that were removed because, like, the Super Nintendo just couldn't handle the same thing that arcade boxes could, but... Gotcha, but it was the same same. foundation. Yeah. Man. With, that's like a comparable to like the original X Men uh, video game, sort of like a, a multiplayer oh, beat 'em up. Yeah, that game uh, with like the multiple screens or whatever inside of the arcade machine. Yeah, you which, know, like, seemed so, like so, so cool at the time, and now you're like, they just put two screens next to each other. <laughs> but back then, again, you know, we're talking like this is pre flat screens, so it's like just yeah. imagining like two TV screens next to each other was incredible like you you simply wouldn't see that anywhere like maybe in a a, a quarter in it um with there's a a arcade down the street from my house here in los angeles that is like i think eric it's the place we went to for my birthday this year do you remember that sort of weird place it's like 25 bucks and you go inside and it's all you can game for like 24 hours this is terrible but i have no it was me you and brian we went there and we went inside and we played oh yeah 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 okay and they had the X-Men game there. And there is, it, it's, that game is not as magic as it once was for me <laughs> right now. <laughs> like picking it back now. up. Yeah. There was something about it back in the day. I don't think I ever got like really that far in it. But like now that with like barcades and stuff like that, I feel like as an adult, you could really like actually put in the time to beat it. Right. I don't know if it's why? worth it anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. But why? <laughs> beat em ups are tough. They can get so repetitive so yeah. fast. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know, true. it's hard for them to, to feel fresh and they're perfect for the arcade format because you usually die and you run out of quarters and then you kind and of are, just, are done like, move on yeah yeah um did you uh what okay i fucking love turtles in time as like i feel like most of the time people are like oh i had a super nintendo mario world was like my my game or whatever but like <laughs> turtles in time did you did you stick with that type of genre for a while or is there a point where like you're like okay my kind of like side scrolly punchy life is over i'm into this type of video game now yeah for sure um yeah it it didn't i mean it was the game that we played most because it was like a a two-player you could be on the screen at the same time and like my brother and i would like we had a lot of (laughs) competition older or Um, younger brother younger nice yeah he used to man (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how much I should reveal, but he used to like get so frustrated um, at me because like I wouldn't let him, you know, do the things he wanted to do. Uh-huh. He would like throw the controller at me. And, like, what are the things like that? Like he wanted to do in the game that you wouldn't let him do. Uh, let's let's evaluate him uh, on his actual merit. Just right. let your let your let your guard down. Be be true, <laughs> like true and honest. Trying right to remember. Here. Well, so like he always wanted to play Michelangelo, and you know I would just select michelangelo before he could do it <laughs> even though i didn't want to be so, michelangelo. so you, are, uh, you, you are you are doing it this is yeah, like yeah. he is right then, to throw his controller at you you know like the he would need a pizza really bad and i would i knew where all the pizzas would spawn and would get there like as soon as possible <laughs> so right. he would like die you know 
Um, just, you know, really shitty Big Brother stuff. <laughs> this is like a great edition of Kids Court where we're like ruling on who was like a brat. And unfortunately, <laughs> oh, I Donovan, you are the brat. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, not even answering your question. Uh, yes, I did eventually move on. Like, we, we amassed a ton of systems. We had a PS1, a PS2, uh, N64, Dreamcast. Um, and I think that was pretty much it by the time I, like, moved out. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it. Um, <laughs> it's literally <laughs> every system them, available, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like an obscure everything. one. Yeah. And then, like, started building my own PCs and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. Like, Fancy. Yeah, I I got into, um, like, uh, the PC is probably where I spent most of my time later on in life, like, Counter-Strike, a lot of the Blizzard Activision stuff, Diablo, mm-hmm. Diablo 2, sure. Warcraft, Warcraft 3. Um, I was big into RTSs for a while, but then, like, Counter-Strike kind of took over for a long time, first-person shooters, and then that kind of transitioned into RPGs, and, like, Morrowind, and... Mm-hmm. Um, all that good stuff. So, so you've played every video game. It's a, basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> King Nerd. It's, yeah, it's, it's incredible reason. that this guy had time to play all those video games in high school and still be in a ska band. That's true. Uh, oh, I, wow. I mean, what was your I ska band very, called? Like, uh, it was named after my friend whose name was Abinov, and we were called the Abinovs. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you play? Wait. I, I was a bass player. Hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a ska band. I always assumed it was like a, like an well, we started off band or something like in that. ska, and then like once the ska band broke up, then I got into like pop punk emo shit, um, <laughs> and had like three separate emo bands before going to college. Excellent. We're gonna need some more names, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- emo band names. This is no longer a video game podcast. <laughs> it is a what was your high school band's names podcast? So we started. The emo band started with the nightlife, and then my the second band name was was my favorite. It was Terminal Party My Place. Oh, Party yeah. Comma, beautiful! My Place. I think that game's in the bundle, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and then the last one was the city, which is just uninspired and, and boring. <laughs> do you uh, uh, are you playing games now? Are you still do you still play video games? I I like to. I I game with. My, my buddies every once in a while when i get the chance but i am i'm also a father now which uh takes up a lot of time nice well it, it should yeah. <laughs> ideally ideally yeah. you're playing less games than you used to um but yeah i mostly play like uh magic the gathering arena which Sick. i'm also I'm, I like magic the gathering too yeah of course um and then like you know little indie kind of city builders low <laughs> low investment low risk kind of stuff oh that's fun i had to i think actually arena i think arena plus quarantine finally weaned me off of magic arena oh, really? plus quarantine into rocket league and apex legends has oh, weaned me off of uh magic the gathering arena but i was definitely like in there for a good you know i don't know it was i sunk a lot of time and effort and energy and now when i see like tweets about it i'm kind of like hmm you know like what if i go back <laughs> what the, the, the most like? recent set is uh is pretty cool uh but, um, the even kamigawa. kamigawa yeah yeah i mean that you can you can always go back like that is something back. you can do for yeah. the rest of your life it's not it's not like they i would mean love you not, for it. 
not fully like heroin. You know what I mean? And that like it, it won't actually kill you. It, it costs you about as re- much as relapse. Heroin, yeah, right. Yeah, more. I think there's what's funny though about that, or about games in general that are kind of like live right now and played live, is that there's something that you feel like you lose by stopping the continuity. And I think like that's totally. an interesting aspect of oh my god i said interesting which we're not trying that is the (laughs) insidious and yet fascinating and hooking aspect of these types of games i I just want to pause for a moment we said interesting and then we realized you know what we're not going to say that and then instead of interesting we got insidious fascinating and hooking aspect pretty good eliminating interesting is in our best interests i think it's interesting how when you eliminate interesting everything becomes more interesting yeah but no but that like when you stop that continuity it feels like you're suddenly walking into this game blind and it Mm. makes it so it makes it scarier again you're like do i really want to learn all these mechanics again and get caught up with the um you know the meta what's it's also just more punishing too because like you don't have all the good cards and you either gotta right. spend a bunch of money or like grind your way back up to where you yeah. have a viable deck so you can compete in the meta and like that's always been my your... problem with the match of the the promise of match of the gathering is so interesting to me it's yeah. it's a card game where you are play acting as a wizard casting spells and then people have taken it and made it into this incredibly competitive like super lean bizarre like math game that's like yeah. basically just like nerd <laughs> poker now you know yeah. oh it really is as poker. opposed to as opposed to just that's why to, to my mind it's my favorite thing to do to play magic the gathering is to do a draft with other people who aren't very good mm-hmm. and then you don't real then everyone's just kind of playing from the same shitty deck and I, like, they, that's they, how i want to do all my competitive gaming is against people who aren't really good <laughs> Yeah. Well, the market aspect of Magic the Gathering is yeah. so bizarre. The fact yeah. that, you know, certain cards are worth more money, and mm. if you spend more money, you can have better decks. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a level playing My field. version of that was with Hearthstone. I played a lot of Hearthstone when it first came out and was really into it. And at a certain point, I just got so annoyed because it, everyone's just reading about the same decks yeah. based on, like, the current meta and building the same things. Yeah. And it's kind of it's cool to like follow it, I think, to like learn about different things that are emerging and follow that stuff. But I don't have very much fun playing it when you, it's just like, oh, I'm going to run up against fucking at the time. It was like uh, Divine Paladin or something like that all the time. And if I'm <laughs> lucky, it was, was yeah, worst when I was playing it. Um, so yeah, I, the, I remember just bailing at some point and never really looking back. Yeah, the, the like statistics around it, too. Like there's so much data just being captured, like everybody has all of the data available so you can see like what is and isn't working and like mm-hmm. enough games are being played where you can figure out <laughs> like, yeah how, how to beat people and to be the people that are moving the needle and really focusing in on what is good and how to kind of advance that have to mm-hmm. put so much more time and effort yeah. and energy and money into it than i have the capacity that's really what it all comes down to is like how much time how much of your life are you willing to put yeah into this and like um (laughs) hanit made the quip about how i had time to be in a in a band but like i there were times in my life where i was like oh i want to be like a competitive gamer like i was super into counter-strike was like getting into the the online 
leagues and stuff like that. But then, yeah. like, after a certain amount of time, it's just, like, diminishing returns. And also, you, like, I realized I just wasn't having fun anymore. So it's always yeah. been, like, this weird duality of, like, I love games and I love gaming. It's, like, an escape for me. And But at the same time, like, there's this weird drive that, like, makes me want to be the best at it. I don't know. but I think you and I have very similar kind of... Yeah, I'm kind of realizing that you guys are pretty similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, no, I get that too, right? You're like, it's so attractive when you step into a game to see somebody do something awesome and be like, I want to do that awesome thing. And then yeah. uh realize that the skill ceiling is so high and you actually have to put so much more time and effort like to practice for your video game thing suddenly becomes so against the idea of like why I was playing this video game in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I don't want I don't want my fun time to be job time. Too. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good screen to be good screen and bad screen to be okay <laughs> when I look at good screen. Um, but yeah, it's like I I still watch like competitive Counter Strike uh, sometimes, and mm-hmm. every once in a while, like you tune into one of the competitive player streams, and they're just like sitting there grinding death matches and like. It just doesn't look fun. They don't look no. like they're having fun. They're oh god, like... no! Watching like yeah, watching a competitive streamer like six hours into their stream is just like staring into the face of another office drone. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They just like pick up their like it, big. Though, so. Yeah, oh yeah, they're making like shit tons of money, but they like Somehow. pick up their like big gulp and they like sip or like they like <laughs> eat a bite of a sandwich and they're like cook 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 cook. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's not fun at that point, right? But it's like it's kind of it's interesting. Like competition makes things like more alluring, right? Because you're there, the stakes feel higher. But it's I guess it's striking that balance. It's like where is that that balance between something being competitive and not being fun anymore, or feeling mundane or or grindy? Well, the the the. What what it really comes down to for me is I come to games for a little more escapism and a little more. It, it, it's like the when I the first FPS sort of adjacent game that I got into in a really long time was Overwatch because specifically there were characters you would play that weren't just like super twitchy, you know, uh, like DPS guys. There was like a lot of different people. So I found like a specific slot in a team that I could fill and then learn how to do that really well or at least sort of well, but I would get so mad that people would wear skins <laughs> because it completely destroyed the fiction of what I was playing of like, wow. you're playing this mission to stop these evil people from pushing something forward to, to do it. But one of the characters is dressed like an old fashioned explorer from the <laughs> 1900s. And it just did you, t- did you make everybody play unique characters too? Because you can have the same characters on on both teams. Did that ever? You, you used to be able to. I don't think you can do that anymore. Or wait, no, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, you you can, like you, you can do that. Teams. No, you're right. Uh, I, I that didn't bug me as much for some reason. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why, but oh. the skins really did bother me. And I think what it comes down to for me is that I'm not really looking for games to. Uh, be competitive necessarily although that can be fun sometimes it's more of like that sort of uh hero play stuff so 
if I'm playing Hearthstone, I want to play in a narrative in which I actually am the best. And people are constantly like, wow, that's, you're amazing. Like, I've never seen a player like you versus uh, in the real world where that is just not the truth. Like, power, there are millions of people fantasy. who are. Yes. <laughs> power fantasy is exactly it, Matt. Like, that's why that's what I want to have happen in games. I'm not looking for. Uh, my my version of basketball, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I think like I'm already bad at basketball. A lot of a lot of games kind of like co-opt the kind of terrible capitalist system that we all find ourselves in to like hit, trigger that dopamine hit over and over again. Like progress and have conflict with one another so you can become better than somebody else and like mm. climb this ladder. And after. Uh, a certain amount of time i realized like it's just <laughs> it's probably not fun for the other people too it's not it's not really fun for me <laughs> like what is what is anybody getting out of this exchange? that's, re- think, that's really that's funny like, that's why i gravitated more towards rpgs and like the city builders and stuff you could play god you know yeah be, you like, are you have full control nice world for yourself yeah 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 i you know it's funny whenever you encounter people in games like in overwatch who are throwing and you know that they're spending their time like literally losing games because they're so frustrated and they resent the game so much but now they're just they're so imprisoned by it that all they can do is just enter games and completely compromise them it's pretty messed up no it's it's uh playing both rocket league and apex legends you see people and you're like Oh, you're at a, so frustrating sometimes. you're at a point where you are cranky at this video game yeah you got to turn it off <laughs> like you just like i'm playing with you you're you're yelling at me <laughs> you're <laughs> i have like shitty internet reception right now there's i'm trying to hit this fucking ball with the car but you're like, look i'm maybe, stealing it from my neighbors yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I'm doing the best I can. It's just bad. And they're like, "How are you this bad?" And it's like I know how to hit this fucking ball with my car. I but the frames per second going on here, my ping rate is bad, baby. You know, I think we can say unequivocally on this podcast that Bundle Buddies is anti-throwing. You know, we're anti-throwing <laughs> games. We're also, no, we are very much. If you're getting cranky at a game, turn it off. Like you can yes. walk away. Listen to that little parental voice in your head. Yeah. yeah. If you're not having fun, don't play it. Do you have a do you have an all-time favorite game, Donovan? Um, I mean most hours played is probably Counter-Strike. Nice. But But do you like uh, it? I I do. <laughs> okay. I think I I mean the heyday was like 1.6 where you could like, you know, do crazy stuff with the servers and mod it and all that kind of stuff, but CS:GO is is pretty fun. They've it's come a long way. Um but I think my, my favorite game, I was thinking about this, and because I've gone through like so many different favorite games. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, might be Wind Waker. Wow. Yeah. What's Wind like Waker? the hero journey thing, and Wind Waker is just so it's so charming. I don't know Wind Waker. GameCube oh, Zelda. Like a, yeah, GameCube Zelda. God. And a lot the of people hated the... it because it was the cell shaded yeah. one. Right. Um. But it's cool. just like the the combat in it felt really good. The sailing was nice. It was like a nice chill. 
<laughs> I'm not really selling it. <laughs> oh, it's so you know, good. But... That would be an excellent uh, 8-bit book club uh, submission at some point down the road. These 8-bit book club games can't be these, like, you know, fucking full epic novel, like, 60-hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can. Here's the, once a season, we ask you to stop playing Rocket League for three weeks, <laughs> and this is your how cranky you get. This is fucked up. <laughs> I'm in it. Let's fucking go. All right, folks. This is the Ukrainian Bundle episode part two. Uh, we're talking some more games from the Ukrainian Bundle. We played three games this week. Why don't we start with a uh, Hypnagogia Boundless Dreams? Uh, this is from Raptorsoft, developed by Soda Raptor, a 3D retro PSX atmospheric exploration fantasy horror adventure game. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> okay. No, I almost before we before I came here, I was at a, literally a food festival downtown, and then I like hustled back up here to make the record. So after this, I'm, ta- I'm taking a no. I didn't have any beer, but I did eat like six different things, and I'm so fucking full. So you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. I'm running on caffeine right now. Uh, I think I've d- done a pretty good job so far, but I might run out of steam for the second half of the podcast. <laughs> almost are up right there. The wheels are. <laughs> Just power through. <laughs> Welcome to Hypnagogia, a world where reality ends and dreams begin. A place created from the essence of joyful fantasies, twisted nightmares, and the stranger places in between. Hypnagogia, Boundless Dreams, is the first-person exploration game that takes players on an adventure through a series of 12 mystifying dream vignettes, each with their own unique theme and visual style. It's a solo project developed and funded by Soda Raptor that ran for a total of eight months. It acts as a follow-up and loose sequel to the first Hypnagogia, which began life as a game jam pedal for the 2022 LSD Jam. This Wait, is... Wait, this started as a, a 2022 game jam game? This was a 2022 game jam game. It's a This is a follow-up and loose sequel to the first Hypnagogia, which was a game jam game. So this is not a game jam game, but the first one that inspired this game was. But from like... A month ago, like two months ago, to 2022. Oh, sorry, 2020. Excuse me. God, okay. <laughs> well, that's why I was also... Yeah, yeah. Here, let me take that last sentence again. But it acts as a follow up and loose sequel to the first Hypnagogia, which began life as a game jam game from the 2020 LSD jam. Okay, that's I was like, what this? How is this a full, like, complete and ass I, game? Was like, like, I was like, up. what is Eric not getting about <laughs> this? That's like two years One ago. One month ago. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of this, um, it's like a trippy, like, 64 bit, 32 bit style platformer um, that feels like you're playing inside of a Trapper Keeper. <laughs> I think it's like, uh, uh, it's. It's cool. It is trippy. Yeah, the silver balls. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It, the 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 textures and the tile sets are like really true to the era. Yeah. And the writing is surprisingly good given that. It's very pithy, it's very short, but very effective and fun. They communicate a lot about the characters in the way that different characters talk uh and in the way the different characters look. There's a what it's it's funny because when you play these games originally, there's so many tile sets and stuff that get used over again to kind of communicate like just that it no nothing no one has like the budget to make everything from scratch back in the day, but now the technology has gotten so much better. Everything in this game looks different. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like each world looks so different. They don't reuse anything. The music is so cool and different everywhere. The yeah. vibe is so different everywhere. Um, yeah. Where, what, uh, how far did you guys get? How, where, where'd you guys go? I made it up to the haunted house level. Oh, Don, oh, you you beat it? I beat it. Yeah, it, oh, it was. Sick. And I'm glad I'm glad I did because I was about to give up about halfway through, and then I jumped down the well, and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it was like super nostalgic. Um, I don't, I didn't think like there wasn't much game there. Yes, right. there really. It's kind of just fetch. Every level you show up, you get the vibe, and you do like a fetch quest or two, and then it ends. Yeah. And like the the actual mechanics of it, I I didn't find the controls all that great. I, maybe I just don't like three D platformers in the first perspective, sure, or first yeah. person perspective, because like I was just floating all over where, all over the place. <laughs> um, but man, they they knew how to hit a vibe, and there's some like good classic Japanese horror in this stuff too. Like when you get into that school, it's really good. the The final level too is is very trippy. I don't know how many. Do we do spoilers here? <laughs> we we can. Let's let's everyone else say how far they got, and then we'll get into spoilers okay. for the game. No, I just beat the. Um, which one did I beat? I I, I beat that mushroom place. I like yeah. got the thing to the mayor, and then like I, there was like a rainy or snowy spot with like a city, empty city, and I that's where I sort of stopped. I <laughs> I was i was high and I, I started playing this game and i was like you know it'd be fucking cool if i got like even higher and then i did the dishes like i <laughs> i was like <laughs> and so it didn't it didn't mean that i got to like really dive into this game as much as i thought i was gonna but it was cool it was cool to be high and playing this game yeah the whole time i was playing i was like Man, I should I should probably be high for this. Yeah, I, I kept thinking the same thing. I only got to the mushroom level though. I, I think I'm gonna go back and and play. This Watching that little game. mushroom dude like run away, like, and you're like, oh, I gotta chase this little mushroom dude. That was cool. <laughs> well, there were a lot of like the decisions in terms of the design and the aesthetics. They were doing some really cool things with level design, like not yeah. functional level design, but just like in terms of the way they made things look. Like there are a lot of like. I don't know images and like that water level, the second one where you're just oh, kind of level. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, but it's there's something like truly like beautiful about about right. that level and a very strange and surreal and yeah, I I don't know like everything you guys were saying. Like the music was, I was yeah, very impressed really by yeah, and just the sounds too, like the way everything kind of had like I was in the the miners in the first mm -hmm. dream world. Like, I don't know, just the simple clinking of their, their, uh, you know, what do you call it? Pickaxes. Pickaxes against the, against the rocks was just a nice effective thing that really brought me back to that era of games. Yeah, I want to say to the, the way, the rhythm I found that I really liked is I basically log in and beat a world a night. That was kind of, and the gameplay is such that if you try to play this for longer than an hour, an hour and a half, it gets kind of frustrating because there's really not much you can do in the game. There's not much to do. It's sort of, there were times when I was playing and I, w I was like, this is cool, but I'm uh, a little anxious and bored. I feel like I should be doing something else almost. Yeah, yeah. it's because the vibe is not quite enough to mask those feelings, which is why if you just play it in little increments as just like a little palate cleanser or something like that, you're not, it's not like, 
Hollow Knight, where if you put it down for two weeks, you're gonna your muscle memory is <laughs> gonna like lose what's going on. Right. You can just pick this up whenever you want to and play a little bit, and then and then go away. And each of the levels is a nice little bite sized morsel. That, yeah, that but I think to. you're you're right that like the amount of space that you kind of have to cover in order to complete a level is like a little tedious, right? Which is yeah. sort of like always been the case with this era and genre of game, especially in that like the N64 like low stakes kind of element of it, right? Where you're like, oh, if I fall off of this, I'm going to come back to where I am. You know, just it's not the stakes are low, right? The stakes. And, and there's, I, I don't think in this game you make any choices that affect anything. It's just no. you. Check I, didn't, all, I didn't give one of those devils a little piece of my soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> You guys I know the devil. Come across that guy. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, so if you go, so in your when you're in the mine, and you go all the way to the end to talk to the shaman, you can dive into a lava pit, and it takes you to a whole different world where there's these devils, and they have a phone bank, <laughs> and there's what? like a big devil. There's this whole <laughs> anti-work subplot where there's these devils running a phone bank. <laughs> Holy shit. I gotta go back and see that. I did find some extra thing in there that was like a gallery of uh, work that some people had made. Oh, I saw that. That was awesome. That That was cool. But that was Um, the extent of what I thought the extra stuff wasn't here. uh, Hey, there's more in this than we thought. There's like a big, there's such a funny, like, big CEO devil who's like smoking a cigar in a pit of lava. Are you He's sure you were just days. really high? Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like you might be really high. You were smoking a cigar? You fired him because he gave you firing? I don't know. There's a hey. devil who was whipping you, making you do the dishes. Um, I think, yeah, you, Wait, you're Donald, definitely right about like backtracking. There's yeah. a lot of backtracking that happens in this, and it's not not necessarily fun. Mm. Um, what, so tell me, I'd love to hear, what are like the levels? So there's a haunted house level. Well, so before the haunted house level, there's, um, there's a, a you jump down this well before you get to the haunted house, and you end up in like this uh, abandoned school. There's like banners, like class of '09, and it's snowing outside. So you, it's if you try to go outside, it's like it's too cold. You can't go outside, mm-hmm. and it's like classic Japanese horror where um, there's like things just ahead of you, like just out of out of mm-hmm. sight. And I think they did a great job with like the lighting. And the atmosphere and the sound comes in even more because they, they they recommend you play in a dark room with headphones on mm-hmm. and i actually ended up doing that because like after i put my son down i played some and i was i was like very scared <laughs> i was getting like goosebumps and stuff um because it, it's not like the jump scare it's like the the slow creeping tendrils at the back of your neck like uh red eyes peering through like a, a gate that you can't access and they can't get to you but like they're still like scuttling around corners. There's, there's which is insane because that. this game can't hurt you actually in real life. You right, know? it's, it's true. Like that. Games that's cannot hurt you. That's what but... makes this so scary. Is that yeah, it feels like maybe it can. It's it terrifying. There was this baby crying. It wasn't even in the game, but like, uh, this... I jumped down a well and there was a baby crying all of a sudden, uh, and so I had to do the dishes. <laughs> um, I haven't seen my son recently. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it sounds like just by talking to you guys, there's probably a little bit more under the hood in this game than's yeah. going on than what, what I originally thought. So it's probably worth returning to. I I would like to beat this um, at some I would, point. I would recommend you do. It gets it gets pretty like it, it starts off so low stakes and mm-hmm. then it just like ramps into this insane like battle for the world 
where you're fighting against this huge nightmare demon and like Whoa. you have to rescue the guardian of the dreams it's it's why it ends with like a climactic anime clash where like two characters are flying at each other and then they like both land on opposite sides of the stage and uh, one keels yeah. over it's 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 pretty wild <laughs> there was a moment that there is some really cool design in this there's there's this big sort of vulture like character that you talk mm-hmm. to before you go into every level and then there's one level where he's not in front of the orb that you jump in front of. He's just off in the distance at a different one, like looking at you, looking all spooky. Yeah. And that was a really cool choice. I there's thought one, I was like, that was cool. one time he shows up and he has a, a new hat on and yeah. you, you can comment on his hat. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, ha, ha, ha. Get serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get to final thoughts if you're a pass or play on this. Uh, Dom, why don't we start with you? Are you a pass or play on Hypnagogia Boundless Dreams? I, I started a pass, but I'm I'm a definite play. You should check you should check Great. this out. Matt, what do you think? It's a play. I mean I want to go back. I wish that I started it earlier than today so I could play it in smaller chunks. Um yeah, it's it's great. Check Eric Roth. Yeah, I th- I'm a play on this. It's aesthetically it's really cool. I think um, you know, we touched on the ways that it is a little tedious at times, which is kind of just true. I think broadly about the first person platformer genre, but um, if it's definitely, it's kind of got like post bath vibes and some it's, I don't know. It's trippy. Big time post bath vibes. I see what you're saying. (laughs) How about you? Post post bath. Yeah. Post post bath. Uh, I'm definitely a play on this one. I think it, it's just play it in like smaller increments. Don't sit down and like mainline it or something like that. Unless that's something you really uh, like to do. Um, just because I did find myself getting a little bored if I if I played for longer than a certain amount of time, but there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this, and the aesthetic is it's it's a really well made little thing, even if there's not like a ton of game to it. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah. uh, it's a and true it was just one one dude, yeah, or it, one person. I don't know their gender. But... If you like walking simulators, I would definitely check it out because they're <laughs> yeah, there's all there's it's it's they're they are cool worlds to explore, even if they are pretty small. Um, Wow, that's four plays, folks. That's, that's a quad time we've play. Had a, that's a quad play. First time we had a quad play. <laughs> um, it took us 67 episodes. We did it. Uh, next game is Wander Song by Banov, a single-player musical adventure. A musical adventure where you use singing to save the world. Play as a silly bard who embarks on a globe-trotting... I love that. Play as a silly bard <laughs> who embarks on a globe-trotting journey to learn about the mysterious Earth songs and to be able to prevent the universe's imminent end. Along the way, there's a huge cast of characters to meet, puzzles to solve, and songs to sing. In Wander Song, you're a walking musical instrument, and you use song to interact with everything. Different things respond to your music in different ways. So it's up to you to sing your songs, unlock the world's secrets, and make new friends. This game is so fucking charming <laughs> that it makes me want to puke. It's... Yeah. I... Yeah, it is cute. I was... So I got majorly stuck. I started playing this game last Sunday. The first era area you're singing on these ghosts um, and there's one ghost that I couldn't figure out what the organ is like, what the, the order was of them. And I would go back to it. I go back to it like three or four times and would be like, fuck, I can't figure this out. And then yesterday I finally cracked it and started playing the game. And I like didn't want to do the episode because I wanted to finish it. Like yeah. the the art is very minimal, but like very cute. It's it sort of feels like uh, like cut out paper uh, mm-hmm. as you're interacting with the world. As you walk around, one of your um, sticks. It's a controller game. One of the one of the controllers uh, toggles 
um, where you move. The other one is basically just lets you sing in different octaves and different ranges. And that's how you interact with the world. Characters will ask you to sing in certain patterns uh, or you'll have to sing to sort of manipulate certain things that become puzzles. Um, the writing is very fun and funny. It sort of butts up against that like Whedon-esque sort of like nerd stuff, but doesn't <laughs> quite get there and stays charming and fun and light the whole time. And like genuinely funny at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you guys think? I've, I've, I, I went and gushed about it for a while. Yeah. I, I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. My first note that I took is so fucking charming. Like <laughs> we had the exact same thought. The, the character design is really good. Like I, I've, the the level design is very kind of like bare bones but i think they i feel like it might have been intentional to like kind of add more color or give more room to the characters themselves because mm -hmm. if you can tell they t they spent a lot of time and attention putting detail into these into these different characters and they all they all kind of have like their own their own life as you you know, move about and interact with them i think the mechanics are super interesting like a non a game based around conflict resolution as opposed to like just beating the shit out of everything yeah Ooh, no it is super cool that is it's interesting it's it's funny to play it and be like oh you know i've i've said as we play through some of these platformers like why am i playing a platformer in 2022 right like it's give me something if i'm going to be playing a platformer in 2022 it's got to have something a little bit different or new or unique to it and this definitely does right like the the mechanic of the singing it's sort of like simon says right like, yeah that's exactly what it is you know you're just sort of they've added a simon says element into a platformer and it ends up that in itself is not enough right like that's sort of like you know, it, it it's got kind of this pa rap of the rapper vibe <laughs> reminded me of. But, but then when you're when they use it to start setting up puzzles for you, that's when it starts to feel cool. And you're like, oh, okay, I have this kind of like this mechanic that interacts with you know other characters in certain ways. But when you're like moving the flowers in order to, you know, you have to like to go get the bird and then you move the flower back and you could sing with the, I don't know. It's cool. It starts to, to develop on itself in a, a cool, interesting, fascinating way. Um, yeah. I like the way that it kind of drives the character development too. There's, there's one town that you visit where you have to like build a band. Um, <laughs> and the, there's one guy whose mom just passed and you have to like convince him to be in the band and you sing you go and find his mom's ghost because like one of the things is you can talk to ghosts in this game um as like the the bard that's saving the world <laughs> um so you sing with this mom with this mom ghost and then you take her back to the sun and you like orchestrate a duet between the two of them and you're just like this middleman in this duet it's it was it was a genuinely beautiful moment like i got i got choked up a little bit because like after he has a duet with his mom his mom's ghost he's like I could feel her like I, I felt her speaking through her music and like he gets his confidence back and he like performs in the band. Um, so there's like there's moments like that. Eric, Matt and I were all just like smiling, listening to that. Story right there. Yeah, well, I was like so glad that you continued to play this game. <laughs> I, I'm like halfway through it and there's actually an interesting development development in the plot. 
um there's like an intermission please don't say the development i'm gonna play through it i okay, i cool. i, I want to say like no the... spoilies but just because like there this is a game we this week the it, normally we have like usually like one big game and this week it was three big games <laughs> yeah. so i i didn't quite get as far as i wanted to in any of them um same but this one especially is just like it doesn't seem especially difficult so much of it there, there's also something about it too the music and the way you interface with it is makes things that sound good right which right. sound sounds like well it's a musical game of course but there's no guarantee yeah you want to be creating fun music in it um and so that just makes the whole thing the story's like lovely and engaging the gameplay is lovely and engaging the graphics are very basic and inviting so you're just kind of drawn in very easily, and I, yeah. I'm excited to get to get further into it. Like well, I, the I sound don't... design, you touch on the sound design a little bit, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Because like, it, it, after you affect things in the world, you can come back and it's like a different tunes playing. And then if you sing with your bar, just like in the open world, mm -hmm. it subtly changes the song that's playing in the background. Like mm -hmm. more things join in, and like that's cool. The yeah. flowers so like awesome. move around, and the leaves blow like in the direction you're singing. It's just, and you it's can dance a... too, and you're gonna yeah, learn new dances. Oh my god, finding that mask, dude! He gives you new dances. The dances are so funny too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just really appreciated how the world reacts to your character, and like, yeah, I don't, it, this game really feels like playing an instrument. It's just so, like, I mean, obviously you're singing notes, and that's what playing an instrument is but it also just has that sort of like intuitive fun feel like in the key changes in the songs and so the key changes in the notes that you can play and like or the scale changes a little bit um i don't know this game is just like so pleasant like even like answering you answer by singing and if there's <laughs> yeah. more than one syllable in the answer you have yeah, to you play more than one it. note yeah. <laughs> like that is just like just a, such a simple trick that keeps this game like engaging, even in moments that would otherwise be sort of boring, I think, in another platformer. I mean, this game is awesome. It's so good. Uh, so pass or play, Matt? How what? you feeling? Play. play. This game is awesome. Play it. Eric, <laughs> pass or play? Um, I actually might be a pass on this one. I think it, it goes a little too, it skews a little too young for like it just aesthetically, it feels a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it, 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 I, hardcore adult gamer over here. I, you know, <laughs> there was no sex. There was no violence. <laughs> no, I, 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 there's a lot of things that are really cool. Further, if you're looking for and some violence. Fun and compelling to me. And, and a lot of that stuff we touched on, I think just for me, uh, my own like personal tastes and aesthetics, it wasn't quite something that I'd be like, you got to get in there and do this. But it, if you want to play a platformer, that is wholly unique and has unique elements and aesthetics and style to it, then this is definitely a game that you should check out. If you've murdered your inner child, don't apply. <laughs> you need not apply. Uh, Dom, what do you think? Pass or play? Uh, ab absolutely play. And like talking about inner child, this, I think this would be a good game to like introduce a kid. Yeah, I agree. Like two games. Like it's very inviting. Um, I think the story is uh, like interesting coming of age with the twist um which i won't spoil but um 
yeah, it, play it. It's it's beautiful. It's well there is also something about like the in like children's stories. Whenever a character introduces themselves, the, it's like you you instantly need to be able to get like the one thing about that character that's important. Mm-hmm. And this game has that, which I think is cool. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, that, sure. that teenage witch is annoyed with you all the time. It's like that's, <laughs> that's just how they are. So you know, you just kind of take them at face value. Uh, no surprise to anyone. My uh, internal child is firmly intact, and I am a big play on this. <laughs> I haven't killed that part of my soul that experiences joy, and uh, I don't need my games to be sexy. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, speaking of sexy games, this last oh, one, yeah. this oh, this yeah. game fucks, folks. This is Zero Ranger uh, by oh, yeah, System yeah. Erasure, uh, a two D arcade pixel art shoot 'em up or shmup. Zero Ranger is a vertically scrolling 2D shoot 'em up with heavy emphasis on shooting, dodging, and mystery. The forces of unknown alien menace Green Orange have begun their invasion. With the planet's made defense force swiftly taken down, only two secondary fighters remain against the against the complete defeat. Blast your way through the enemy forces and unleash your fighters' latent potential. Unlock new weapons and abilities as you hone your skills against the invaders. But even then, is this enough against the true power of your enemy? The final battle starts now. Dot, dot, dot. When you boot up this game, there oh, are man. so many like cool, <laughs> badass anime cutscenes that you sort of sit through. Yeah. And the music rocks. The pixel art's awesome. You, like I've never been like so amped when I turn on a game than like this, like so ready to like go. And then the way that dovetails into the first playthrough is so cool. Like yeah. you're just like you're this thing fucking blasts you off to the moon and doesn't stop. I, I think this might be one of crushed over, yes, yeah. yes. Over. and over and over again. I think this might be one of my favorite games ever made. Yeah, I yeah, like really? am obsessed with this game. It's so good, and the wow. all the, it's very like Kojima sort of um, yeah, like hard to read, like weird symbolism and strange references. Even the like the way you select the difficulty, it's like vanilla blossom and then like orange and like i I, there's a lot that i just don't understand and the game just very confidently says like okay that's yeah that's how we do things around here but one thing i love about this shmup compared to other shmups is that so even like the games like newer ones that are sort of referencing or, or paying homage to the older like super nintendo ones follow the same sort of rhythm of those games which is always like a long run through with a lot of like basic enemies, maybe a couple mini bosses, and then a final boss. This one is fat. Like you move through segments yeah, of this game really quickly, fast. and the, I don't know. It just keeps you. I don't know. You're 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 always moving on to the next thing. If you die, I mean, you will die frequently. <laughs> like you just start over, and it's fun to start over. I don't know. I'm very 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 impressed by by this game. Very impressed. You know what's funny is I. It had such incredible like intro and it, it was so exciting and it was like captivating and mysterious. And then I was like really bummed that this game was just like you're a <laughs> spaceship. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, like this <laughs> it's just like, you know, like I Yeah, I was I was just sort of I found the game weirdly not compelling despite its like absolute glossy like cool you know like intro like the, it was just such a, it, it's like i will say this very very beautiful talented design here like mm-hmm. the just, pixel art is gorgeous it's, it's about yeah. as good as you can get in it's terms of like nes style pixel so art. Yeah. well done this is so beautiful and it's so well done um it's just that 
I think these sort of like alien invader games are, we've played a lot of them now and we've played a lot of them for this bundle. And um, this is definitely a very cool shoot 'em up. It's not my favorite genre of shoot 'em up type games. The like the spaceship going up and you shoot at things that are coming down at us. And after having played switch and shoot, which is like the, <laughs> the very, uh, you know, kind of like stripped down version of this game to like play something that is like, we're not going to play a game that is a better version of this than this game right here. Right. Like this is just like, they did it. They done like it's done. And then, but at the end of it, I'm like, Oh, it's just a, yeah, it's just a spaceship flying around shooting this <laughs> kind of game. How about you? Yeah, John? I'm, I'm this is not my favorite genre, and I think it's because my old man brain can't handle so many objects on a screen at once <laughs> anymore. Um, I died a lot. In, but I will say, I think the, the mechanics of the game are uh, compelling in that it, it encourages you to continue uh, acquiring points so you can like build up your number of continues you can burn. And like uh, there's a point where you the lady flying the ship goes super saiyan or something and you turn into a robot then and you have a sword you can like slash around that, <laughs> that cool. but it's, it's just i don't know I, I don't have the patience for that kind of punishment anymore <laughs> it's um i thought the i also think the color palette was a bit um too monochromatic for me like mm-hmm. it it kind of drowned a lot of things out i think the i thought the animations were great i thought the the boss design and the enemy design was good but the it like hurt my eyes after a while. Hmm. <laughs> and again, it's probably because I'm old and have bad eyes. Um, but yeah. What about you? It's, it's, it's so funny because like, I am also not a big shmup guy. Um, but this, it's like you're saying that this game does enough with the shmup genre. It, it moves very quickly. And at the end of sort of every boss, there is a power up you choose from that changes a lot of the gameplay. Um, you can shoot behind yourself with one of them. Uh, the next one, it's like you can either choose like a lock on that you can use sometimes or a uh, beam that like shoots through stuff as opposed to just stops when it hits something. And the both of those, like every time you interact with those options, it kind of changes the run through a little bit. Uh, you have like five continues based on like how many things are in a lotus flower, but there also seems to be like a frog's fractiony kind of bigger thing going on here than yeah. I than I really understand. Yeah, just yet. So I had I n- I didn't get through all the way uh, yet, but I've gotten close a couple times. And for me, someone who's really bad at shmups, to be able to get that far in a game that is like so beloved means there's something else going on here. And I'm very curious to figure out what that thing is. I feel like I just have kind of scratched the surface of what's going on here. Um, And we'll see. I mean, I can see myself coming back to this a lot, even though it's not my favorite kind of genre, but I'm with you, Matt. It's maybe not one of my favorite games ever, but I did really, really enjoy my time with this and found myself listening to the soundtrack on Bandcamp just when I'm writing emails and stuff like that. The music's (laughs) cool. The The music is fucking awesome. Just like getting getting aliens yeah shooting some aliens writing some emails also and like like when you die they they have a very good it's not just like let's go let's go shoot them up you know like when you die it's got that like cool like oh yeah the meditative yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of that Uh, makes me think there's more to be experienced here there's something else going on like and even just the way the menus are laid out i feel like 
there's going to be like another another section of the game is going to unlock or something or I don't know. And part of me, yeah, like would hope maybe the color palette changes or something like that. <laughs> Though they're like even in the game description, they talk about how what is it green and orange everything is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> orange green or something. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna play it when we're done. Um, probably podcasting today. I'm like really into it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh let's do final thoughts on it. Uh, I'm a I'm a big time play here. I think this is if you're not a person who likes shmups, this is the shmup to play. If you are a person who likes shmups, this is uh, one to play. Um, so either way, it's like it's it's there's something cool going on here. It's got like heaps of good production value going into it. It's very polished. Uh, I'm a play, uh, Donovan. Um, I mean, I I recognize my biases, and I I, rec I recognize that this is a good cool game. Um, but I think I'm a pass just because I, I ain't got time for that kind of punishment <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but if you if you are into it and want to like explore, I'm, I'm honestly I'm interested in what this like extra thing you guys are are hinting at. Kind of <laughs> go back and try to find it. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, play. But I I think I'm a pass. Yeah, uh, Eric, why, why don't you? I'm weirdly, I think I might be a play on this, even though I was, you know, just sort of, it's a, it's a spaceship game where you're shooting up at other like spaceships that are coming down. And it is probably one of the glossiest, like coolest, well-polished versions of that style. Um, so if that's attractive to you, play it. It's also, you know, like very very good like the design on this the people who design this are very very competent and very very good uh it's not my you know we've played this the the there's diminishing returns in this genre of game and we've played enough of them that i'm like yeah okay uh but it's it's cool it is very cool how about you matt I'm, i mean i'm a total play on this i feel like you know shmups too it's it's I think it's a particular. I'd love it if you were like, "I'm a pass." I'm one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> you shouldn't play it. I, I don't know. It's, no, it's but for, the, just for me, so don't play it. <laughs> Please don't play this game. Um, no, but it's. I don't know. Like I've gotten in pretty heavy into a few like shoot 'em ups in my in my day, like Ikaruga and some of the R type games, and this one like does some interest. I, as I was saying, some interesting things with the progression and the structure that. I, I think, um, I don't know, are worth checking out. And it's just like a cool screen to be in for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. I just love, the, I love the way it looks. And I think it has a, um, you know, the, the learning curve on a, a shoot 'em up is, can be steep sometimes, but I even found in like the few hours of this that I played that I was getting a lot better, you know, dodging all of this stuff on the screen. So I like that, it's my old brain. <laughs> Uh, lot yeah, you know what can I say? I <laughs> guess I'm me, pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Dan, sorry you guys. You and Eric have such busted old bodies. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, my hands. <laughs> my hands. So that Rocket League. Yeah, so I got. I didn't, you know, didn't mean to cut you off there at the very. I'm like Eric Clapton, where I had that vaccine, and now I can't play video games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> brings a old slow hand, whole new, whole new definition. <laughs> Um, so, so Matt, you're, you are a play. I'm a play. Yes. Big time. Wonderful. And that's, that's it for the episode. 
Uh, we had three big ass games. Let's yes. never do this many big games again. <laughs> this is yeah. too much uh, podcast for one week for me. When I agreed um, to do this, Hanit, you said that you're going to try to pick short games. <laughs> you knew I had a lot, a lot going on. I you know. didn't have to beat all of Hypnagogia. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, not he to texted like- me last night like, Hanit, screw you. I can't believe you made me play all these games. I'm like, Don, you don't need to finish them. Like, <laughs> just play enough to have, like, be able to speak about them confidently is all we want. For the Hypnagogia one, I felt like so much – sorry, not to, like, <laughs> extend this podcast even further, but so much of it was tied up in, like, the experience it was trying to present to you. So I felt like I owed it to the game to try to experience as much as I possibly could. <laughs> well, God bless you. You know that? Yeah. I wish more of our guests had so much, you know, had such a sense of obligation to the podcast. <laughs> well, I also and to the intent of the artists. I like playing video games, too. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's well, in that case, consider, you know, it, it, you can be our official correspondent. You have to play all the games every week from now on. <laughs> oh, we'll have Donovan's corner. My wife about that. Ooh. Yeah, I know. But it's your job now. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, yeah. buddy. What can I do? This is an, as important as it is being a father to your child is to be our, our gaming correspondent. <laughs> Donatello. Uh, is there anything that you'd like uh, to to plug or highlight on the pod right now? Any anything uh, coming up that folks should check out of yours? Uh, I am writing some software for my company that detects fraud. <laughs> cool. So if you're a, a Chime member, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so if we get if we got any out. hackers out there, you, we've just given you the yeah, secret to. It. Uh, destroying Donovan. <laughs> listen no, I, to this I, for I, tips. I everybody, everybody, listen to Bundle Buddies forever. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Tune into Matt's, Matt's Twitch stream whenever he's making music. That's what. It's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We should plug that more often on the podcast. Nice. All right, bye, you little piss boys. Oh, baby, that was a great episode of podcasting. Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, we got a special guest next week. Wait, okay, what was my bone my bonehead take? That's right. Uh, that Wander song is, like, just fine. You passed on it. Yeah, it's fine. No, you're insane. It's an incredibly it's, – it's, like, uh, up there with, like, the all-time greatest games we've played as part of this podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's easily uh, like up there, no question. Wow, it's very sweet and wonderful, and it's doing something very innovative and cool, but not at the sacrifice of like being like a baby game, which I think is really impressive. Okay, okay, okay. So it's I, I think if we ever want, well, we've been talking about like building out like some different kinds of episodes and stuff like that, and if we ever do a replay episode, I think that's one that's going to be in like there. redemption match one. Sure. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. What would require uh, us to kind of know what we had given for reviews along the way, and we haven't done a good job of tracking that, so probably won't. Because <laughs> it would require one of us, maybe our producer Matthew Haddock, uh, to yeah, Matt! record all of the. Uh, course <laughs> yeah it's not like he's busy you know no 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 what's uh like he's doing a big favor by uh, editing the podcast every week or anything like that what's going on uh next week what's going on this episode next week next week we got a guy you know what you're probably sick of him at this point it's brian rodriguez mcgovern Ugh. you think i'm sick of him no i i guess i maybe 
I don't know. I I meant the listener specifically. Like, oh god, we're at Brian on again. But the reason I, we bring him on is because he's the best guest that's ever been. I I think he's fan favorite. Oh, fan god. favorite Brian Rodriguez McGovern is coming back. Fan and favorite. baby, you're gonna get sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's back and better than ever. Um, the only thing better than Brian's appearance next week is the chicken parmesan I made for dinner tonight that I texted Eric a picture of. It looked well. I saw the before picture and I saw the in the mi- in the midst picture, right? Or was that finished? Did I not, did I not text you the finished picture? No, I, I don't. I don't want to see like the finished finished picture. Like I'm gonna know. text you tomorrow about. No, you know, no, I don't want to see that. Picture. All that fiber. The, the fried food and the, the uh, pasta. You know what? Katie's got a gluten allergy, so we never get it. But I had regular spaghetti today, and that shit is so good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever had it before, but spaghetti I... is so good. All right. What's going What are you? What's just. The games we're playing are An American Werewolf in LA from the Rich Justice and Equality Bundle by Play Medusa, a action 2D arcade beat em up. Uh, Crescent Loom from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle uh, by Olive, a educational 2D artificial intelligence biology simulation game, um, and Destruction Rocks from the Palestinian Aid Bundle by Eleanor J. Morrill, an action game. I love that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I can't. Wait, I can't wait to see you. I I just said what we have in Storm. That's pretty fun. Ooh, I love that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, we'll be out in storm next week, folks. I'll give you a hint. It ain't lightning. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Let's uh, let's wrap this up, Alex. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And we're on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter or www.bundlebuddies.com. Eric Roth is the webmaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your pod pal. Uh, and we are the Bundle Buddies, and we love you very much. I love you, Eric. Love you too, Alex. Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi. All right. Bye, you little piss boys.